0: Hey there, and welcome to Truth Be Told, a theology and apologetics podcast not claiming to have all of the answers, but created to analytically look at the truth contained in the Bible and encourage critical thinking on how to apply that truth to our lives. I'm Micah Gunn, and I appreciate you listening in. No matter your level of understanding or knowledge, I sincerely hope and pray that you find these words edifying, informative, and beneficial. So let's get started. So today we're going to be continuing on in our study of love as we find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8. And more specifically we'll be going over the topic love does not boast as we kind of break down the idea of love one attribute at a time to understand more about what love is and in effect learn more about who God is because God is described as being love incarnate and also what is expected of us as we become more and more like God. And also what we should expect from other people when we expect love from them. So this in my mind is a pretty important study actually. Um, But as a minor confession, I just got back from camp a couple days ago and I met a bunch of people. Some I had never met before that said, hey, I've listened to your podcast and that was really cool. And then some I met and they were recommended the podcast by different people and they said, I haven't listened to it, but I plan on it as soon as I get home. And so, all these new people had me thinking, man, as soon as I get home, I'm going to be, you know, hitting the books, hit the ground running, go and do some awesome episodes with some really cool titles and interesting things. And honestly, I started to get into this like clickbait mentality. I wanted to do stuff that was eye catching or uh, immediately, maybe a little bit controversial, or maybe something that I was really fired up about. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but. I realized that while it's good to study your interests, uh, if I'm not excited about understanding the love of God that we're supposed to exemplify to others, maybe I'm missing the point. Or if I'm not excited about presenting this information to you, or I don't think you guys are excited about it, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job at presenting it. Um, So I just went ahead and decided to go ahead and do this one, and as I started studying through again, which I'd kind of already prepared a little bit before camp. But as I finished up my notes, I realized, like, this is such an awesome study. So I'm really excited. Uh, The Bible says faith, hope, and love remain, but the greatest is love. And honestly, the world is so quick to redefine love or even just claim the term for themselves to the point where if we use the word love, it can sometimes feel soft or weak. But it's not. It's not even in the slightest bit. It's an element of God's Holy Spirit. It's a gift. It has power. So without any more being said about that, uh, love does not boast. And as we start to think about this concept, the first thing that came to my mind is something a little bit strange, almost a contradiction of terms here, where when we studied envy, for example, there's nothing that can be said that is good about envy. There's no time in the Bible where anyone has ever envied another person, and it's been a good, positive thing. On the other hand, I can think of several times in the Bible where it says someone boasted and it wasn't bad, or at least that there's something positive involved in the boasting. For example, in Psalm 44, verse 8, it says, In God we have boasted continually, and we will give thanks to your name forever. So it seems that sometimes, at least, boasting might be okay, um, but it's kind of confusing because Paul says love does not boast, But then also, even just in Paul's writings alone, he says things like, boasting is necessary, though not profitable. Or he also says, since many boast according to the flesh, I will boast also. So it's hard to think of how we can kind of reconcile these ideas. How does love not boast? But then Paul talks about himself boasting. Or uh, David in the Psalms talks about boasting in the Lord. Um, So is, is Paul admitting to being unloving? Or is David admitting to not loving God as he's boasting? Or is boasting okay in certain circumstances? Paul himself brings up boasting 47 times throughout his letters, probably most prominently in 2 Corinthians. And I think this also gives us a good answer if we study into 2 Corinthians about what's going on when Paul says not to boast but then he's found boasting himself so in the context of second Corinthians Paul is defending himself against false apostles who slandered him and were being listened to by the church at Corinth in first Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 Paul says oh that you would bear with me in a little folly talking about the boasting he's about to do and indeed you do bear with me for i am jealous for you with godly jealousy for i have betrothed you to one husband that i may present you as a chaste virgin to christ but i fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in christ verse 4 for if he who comes preaches another jesus whom we have not preached Or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. So Paul is afraid that the people at the Corinthian church, when presented with false teachers, false apostles, false gospels, are going to start believing it. And what happens when these false teachers come is they start, start to go against Paul, who is not the strongest man or uh appears weak in stature or maybe in speech and this greek mindset from the corinthian church of our leaders need to be strong they need to be heroes they need to be the best of the best how could we expect these people to come from god if they're lowly like paul is and this is kind of a mentality that these false teachers were playing off of to get followings after themselves So he has a fear that these false teachers are going to lead the Corinthian church off because of his own shortcomings so he's forced to kind of defend himself defend his apostleship even though he hates to do it and we can tell he hates to do it by how he describes what he's about to do he constantly calls himself a fool for having to engage in this boasting of himself or this defense of himself or he says he's engaging in folly or asks them to put up with his folly and it seems like we kind of get this feeling from paul that he's been backed into a corner And that he has to defend himself, even though to him, it just seems like stupid infighting and something that he just thinks so little of. So Paul's not being inconsistent when he says love does not boast when he then boasts of himself in 2 Corinthians, because he hates this boasting that he's being forced to do or that uh, these false teachers or the Corinthians themselves are forcing him to do through a defense of himself. Because Paul's faced with this dilemma, do you let them fall into false teachings with people who are trapping them, abusing them, taking advantage, advantage of them? Or is it more loving to boast about what God has done in him, kind of playing the same game as the false teachers, but never doing anything except speaking the truth? To us, this seems Obvious right you speak the truth, even if it means you have to kind of put yourself up a little bit or speak to your credentials, you speak the truth rather than you know letting these people fall into false doctrines. but he has this real dilemma with it which shows the extent with which he hates bragging or being boastful and he goes on for basically two whole chapters, kind of him hawing going back and forth trying to figure out what he should do or trying to justify his choice of going ahead and speaking any good thing about himself, knowing that it's for their sake that they listen to him because he comes from Christ or his message comes from Christ. He knows it's not about himself. And it's interesting because when Paul finally gets into actually defending his apostleship, And when Paul finally decides that it's better for him to boast or better for him to defend himself or better for the congregation that he defend himself and regain credibility in their eyes so that they're steered back to Christ and not into false teaching. It's very telling of the humility of Christ, what he decides to boast about, you know, up until this point, we might be thinking, wow, Paul has a lot of good things stored up in his mind about all the things he's going to say. And uh, he's a little nervous to bring it out. Maybe he's internally prideful and he doesn't want to uh, express some of these things he's prideful about, but this is what he's having such a hard time saying. He only ever boasts when he finally does in his weaknesses or in his struggles and only in his successes in as much as it it pertains to the church itself through God working in him. And when he boasts in his weaknesses, it's always pointing to God being strong through him or when he boasts in churches being established, it's in God calling people and then those people persevering in the faith so that they can be a testimony to others who he ends up preaching to. So when Paul chooses to boast, it's never on inward things. His focus is never on himself. And still, he's afraid to give himself too much credit as the vessel through which some of these things were done. So any of us that want to look to Paul and say, yeah, sure, Paul said not to boast. But look, in 2 Corinthians, he talks all about boasting. Look at the kind of boasting he does, because I don't think he was up against the same temptation to boast as a lot of us might be. He was such an incredibly humble person that he thought to even bring his name into the arena of what he was talking about at all was something he had to kind of debate with himself over whether or not he should do. He was weighing pros and cons about bringing up boasts in his weaknesses or in the churches being established through God or the people persevering in faith, he was finding this difficult. So this is not the kind of boasting or the same kind of boasting that we often find ourselves subject to. Not that maybe we never would, but typically we have a long way to go before we even reach that kind of humility so paul even in all these difficult things he has to talk about he's so afraid of bringing up his own name because he thinks boasting even in this fashion is considered folly and considered worthless considered not even beneficial at all and he's frustrated with the corinthian church for kind of putting him in this position that he has to defend himself at all Then we get into 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 16 and 17. And I'll read this first, and then I'll get into why I really wanted to cover this. So in verse 16, I'll be reading from the ESV. It says, I repeat, let no one think me foolish. But even if you do, accept me as a fool, so that I too may boast a little. For what I am saying with this boastful confidence, I say not as the Lord would, but as a fool. So people will point to these verses, this is why I wanted to cover it, and they'll say, see, some of what Paul wrote wasn't even inspired scripture, and he even admits to it, but this is not true. This is taking the verse way far out of context. In context, you have to understand, Paul is nervous because as he tries to follow Christ in every single way, including in humility, and he's being cornered into defending himself for the sake of the people at the church of Corinth... He has no model from Christ to look to in defending himself or in boasting in himself. So he tries to clarify what he's saying in context is essentially that he's hoping he's doing the right thing, even though he hates to do it as he models his entire existence after Christ. In this, he has no model from Christ to follow. So Christ, when reviled, never reviled in turn. Christ never spoke a word in his defense, even though everything that he did was fully defensible. Christ never boasted. So Paul kind of being caught between this rock and a hard place in how to show love to people explains how much he hates that he's being forced into this game. And this kind of harkens back to the conclusion about boasting in 1 Corinthians 13, which is what we're in, studying love, where he discusses what love is. So these false teachers come, preaching a different gospel, taking advantage of the congregation and leading them astray by presenting their accolades. Paul might be lowly. He might not be the hero type they're expecting from God's chosen, but he loves these people so much that he can't even bring himself to to glory in any single thing that he's done and then even when he does decide he must defend himself only in truth he never speaks anything that's untrue he never aggrandizes himself he only speaks the truth But once he even finally does decide to do this, it's because it is loving to the Corinthians overall, if they're not led astray, he's willing to sacrifice something he sees to be foolish. He's, he's ready to play the part of a fool in order to show love to the Corinthian church. He's doing all of this out of love. Boasting is inward pride and love as we're called to it, as we've discussed throughout the study is outward concern appreciation regard and sacrifice for others as if they were your own self as god exemplifies through jesus christ's actions toward us so is it ever okay to boast well i would say if you're uplifting other people and praising their accolades and being proud of the people around you trying to lift them up that's a wonderful thing if you consider that boasting, then I would say, yes, that's definitely okay. Paul does that here when he talks about the churches to other churches and he's he's very proud of them and their accomplishments or their steadfastness in Christ. Or if you're boasting in God, I would say, are you confident in God? Are you uh, happy with God in your life? Are you ready to share that with the world from experience as we should be doing to all men? Well, if that's boasting, then absolutely that's okay. But the reason it's okay is because it is not boasting as we typically think of it. Boasting as we typically think of it is in ourselves. We're proud of us. We're proud of something that's happened in our lives or something that we've done. But when you boast in other people or you boast in God's greatness, that is something totally, totally different. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't at least still be checking our hearts because Paul, if you read through the 2 Corinthians account, uh, 10, 11, 12 roughly is is where Paul kind of goes over this, if you read over this, even when he's boasting in God or boasting in the churches, he is checking his heart all along the way saying, okay, I'm trying really hard not to be a fool. I'm trying really hard not to put myself in any sort of high up position. I'm trying not to glorify myself in this. And he finds it really, really difficult. So it might be a harder challenge than we think, even if we're trying to boast in other people or in God, we might be including ourselves in that a little bit. So let's not be uh, prideful, even in the sense that we think, yeah, I could probably boast in these things. And it's, not a problem we still need to be checking our hearts even when we think we're boasting in the right things paul was willing to play the fool for the sake of the love that he had toward the corinthians he was willing to risk not showing them love in one way or even possibly chastisement from god for not showing them love in one way for the sake of what he knew was loving overall keeping them in the fold of god and we see this throughout the bible in romans i think it's romans nine verse. Three, Paul says he wishes he could be cut off from Christ for the sake of his brothers. Moses in Exodus asked to be blotted out from the book of life if God won't forgive Israel their sins against him. All along, we see people willing to sacrifice themselves for others, not because of the greatness of others that's worthy of being boasted in for some reason, but because of the greatness of God who's calling a family together and the love of those imperfect people and the hope that they will be a part of that family. And if we keep that in mind, we'll begin to think, I hope, of Jesus Christ's sacrifice for us, who was willing to make himself lowly for us, as we should be ready to make ourselves lowly for others. And this was Paul's dilemma. This is how Paul can confidently boast of himself in one way even in such a slight way as boasting in his weaknesses or boasting in the church that God has built and used him to help establish, and then also say that love does not boast. This is how Paul can say these two things confidently. Well, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much. Whether you are a first-time listener or someone who's listened since the beginning, or maybe just the beginning of this study of love, thank you so, so much. I truly just hope that anything I've said has been a benefit to you uh, and would encourage your own study and your own critical thinking of what the biblical text has for us. It is the word of God. And I, I really hope that this study of love is starting to click as being something interesting and fascinating and just vastly important because... Every single time we study God's word, hopefully we're including God in that study. And if we're including God in that study, it means love in some way, shape, or form should be included in that study, should be included in our Christian lives as we continue to be more and more like God who is described as being love. I really hope you guys will join me next time, and thanks so much once again. Until next time, please continue to read your Bibles, continue to think critically about them, and continue to apply those truths that we learn to your lives every single day. Thanks, everyone.